Welcome to the third episode of the Category Mistake. I'm your host, Richard Mariello. Today we're going to be talking about musicals and history. When I think of musicals and histories, I think of two things. The Sound of Music with Julie Andrews, and of course, Hamilton with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now, both are amazing musicals. One is a movie, one was made for a Disney Plus movie, but of course was on Broadway for the longest time, with multiple iterations of cast. But when everyone thinks about Hamilton, they think of Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's just who they think of. Um, as musicals, they are great. Julie Andrews forever will be known for The Hills Are Alive with The Sound of Music. And of course, Mary Poppins and The Princess Diaries. But really, The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins are two big things. And for historical reasons, Mary Poppins is not historical. I mean, there are... Tones of women's suffrage and a few other things, the banking crisis of England, but it wasn't set from a true story. No one saw a flying nanny on an umbrella coming down from the sky. Um, I mean, that would be amazing. I would love to have had that nanny, but I did not have a nanny and I did not have Mary Poppins. But what the sound of music represented was about the Von Trapp family in the start of World War II. Um, the funny thing about the Von Trapp family is in the movie that was written, they had seven children. Um, on Broadway, they had seven children. In real life, they had ten children. So there's three children missing. Got it. You know, sometimes it's hard to get all those children in. Great. Um, Julie Andrews' character was hired to help one child who had fallen behind in her studies when she got sick. It was either this, it wasn't the Spanish flu, I believe it was Scarlet Fever. She was hired for that one reason. Uh, not for the other children, just for one. Uh, the children sang a lot before she got there. It wasn't like she came in and taught them music. They knew music. They had experienced it greatly in their lives. But my last big real issue with it is the ending, okay? Now, the ending is all dramatic. You know, you got the... Uh, Almost had the Wizard of Oz feeling, you know, you wanted to hear the background, da, 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 you know, but that's not how it went. They didn't sneak out in the dead of night and hike up the hills into mountains singing the hills are alive with the sound of music. No, they, they took a train. They didn't go to Switzerland. Um, they, if they went over the hills, they would have gone to Germany, not Switzerland. So that would have been even more painstaking because if you're running away from Germany and you walk into Germany, it's probably the wrong direction. Um, Mr. Van Trapp had a Italian passport because he was also, he was had dual citizenship and one was Italy. They took the train to Italy. Um, now they still ran from the Nazis and the basis of the story was kind of factual. Um, the problem is, is Hollywood, even today and 50 years ago and 60 years ago and so on, they like to take a simple story and make it dramatic. Why? Well, they make it dramatic because it sells tickets. It puts butts in seats. Great, right? Though I love The Sound of Music as a musical, I wish, in my heart of hearts, they didn't say things like based on a true story. Now, based on a true story could mean many things. I mean, we could put, 
you know, a movie with, I don't know, Steve Rogers in it and carrying a shield and beating up Nazis. And we can say based on a true story because there probably was someone named Steve Rogers. He probably fought in World War II and he probably beat up a Nazi. It doesn't mean that he's Captain America. It doesn't. Now, it'd be great if it was, but that's not real thing. So you can't say Captain America is based on a true story because it's not, people. It's not, okay? My next musical is Hamilton. Now, this one is really near and dear to my heart. It's near and dear to my heart because I'm a history teacher. And the last couple of years, it's been very challenging when I teach U.S. history. Why? Because students love the musical Hamilton. It's cool, it's hip, it's happening, all that jazz. And they believe everything in the musical. And I get it. it there's a lot of good points in Hamilton. It shows how the country, when it was founded, there was a lot of questions of what we're redoing and why. I get it. I do. I love the fact that there's, the musical shows turmoil, turmoil, stress, anxiety, difficulties. I love all those aspects. I do. I really do. The problem I have is they tell the story of Alexander Hamilton without telling the story of Alexander Hamilton. They talk about, you know, his mother dies and he, his father bails and he doesn't have, he, you never really hear about him talking about his father in the musical. He had a relationship with his father and his siblings. He had other, he had a brother and other siblings. In his life, he had relationships with all these people. They don't really mention the musical. They talk about him meeting the Schuyler sisters and how the first one, Angelica, was really in love with him. The problem is when they met, she'd already been married for a couple years, had a couple kids. So if she was in love with him, she would never have said it, one. And two, it she talks about how she has to marry because, you know, that's her job. She was already married, and she had older siblings who were boys. So it wasn't her job to marry rich because she was already married. Um, another big issue, the affair he had. It, the musical brushes over it. I get it. it. You can't make a musical 19 hours long. I get that. I do. Okay. He had the affair for a long time. And, yes, she might have seduced him. As far as I don't believe in that, you you can say no. Um, if you don't have the willpower to say no to a pretty lady when you're married, then you have things you need to work on, okay? He had the affair for a while, paid off her husband, and it was a big deal. The only reason he outed himself was because, you know, it came to light. I mean, he would have never outed himself. He would have paid that guy forever. And yes, he wrote, he outed himself. He, he basically said, Hey guys, this is what's happening. You know, don't judge my character. I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you did. You slept with another woman while you were married and you had children. And that's lots of problems with that. Um, the musical doesn't make him in my mind. It doesn't show him as a bad husband. It shows him making a mistake a mistake is a one time, oh, I had a lapse of judgment, not 
months and months and months and months. And then her husband finding out, calling you out for it, and still letting it happen. There are problems there, okay? Again, I get the fact that, you know, dude is cool. He can rap. Got it. Um, the other problem I have is they talk about, you know, his son. His son's rapping. I'm nine years old. I want a little brother. Da, da, da. Um, he already had brother, he had brothers at the time. Um, Alexander Hamilton had a lot of kids. They don't really mention them at all, except for his son who dies in a duel. Um, he talks about bringing his kids to church at the very end, but they don't talk about him at all in the musical. Like, at all. It's crazy. Um, and while there are suggestions that Hamilton was in love with other, you know, was had a love affair with a man, and da 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 um, I'm glad the musical didn't go crazy with that aspect because even if there was documentation to prove it written by Hamilton, it, in today's world it would have been looked at differently just because of the words they would have used. The, the style of writing from 1780 to today is totally different. Um, we masculated the founding fathers. We made them into superheroes, gung-ho, G.I. Joe, gruff men. They were normal guys. I mean, Washington did not go, I'm George Washington. I'm the best of the best. and You're going to work for me. No, he had struggles. I mean, he had to hire drunk guys at the bar to fight for him in the revolution because normal people didn't want to do it. They didn't get it. They didn't care who ruled. They just wanted to live their life and move on. It wasn't about, well, the country um, is having issues and we need to uh, work on that. So the musical, while being immensely popular and like 50% accurate, I really wish, again, they said this is a drama of historical events or this is a very dramatic telling of events that probably kind of most likely probably almost kind of yeah mm, happened instead Hamilton the life of Alexander Hamilton him and Burr had very few run-ins in the musical they have run-ins like every three and a half minutes because it's the storyline at the end Burr kills him spoiler alert just in case you didn't know Burr kills him. So I think the show was trying to build up that drama. So at the end, you had a villain, quote-unquote villain, Burr, vice president, and the hero, Alexander Hamilton. You know, Washington's on the other side. My son's on the other side. All these people are on the other side. And John Lawrence is on the other side. And... They could have just told the story the way it happened and shown it to be Burr was ticked off because Hamilton really, Hamilton threw him under the bus. He, he just didn't want to deal with Burr. And he's like, you know, Jefferson's an enemy I know. I'd rather know my enemy than deal with somebody I really don't know how they're going to go. Because the point of the musical they they kept saying, which I think in a way proves that they didn't know each other, was Hamilton didn't know what Burr stood for. Not because Burr didn't stand for anything. It's because they didn't talk. 
they didn't express, they didn't, they didn't, con, you know, converse enough to where he knew what Burr stood for. Hamilton wrote down everything he stood for. Everybody knew what Hamilton stood for, good, bad, or ugly. Nobody knew what Burr stood for, at least for Hamilton's end, because Hamilton Burr didn't talk, and Burr didn't write down a lot of things. When he wrote down stuff, everyone knew it. But Hamilton didn't converse with Burr, and because Burr didn't write a lot of things down, no one knew what was going on. Which brings me to my last point. I hope, maybe. With Hamilton and Burr, Hamilton and Burr had a duel. Burr shot Hamilton, Hamilton died. That's what the history books tell us. That's what accounts tell us. That's what Burr tells us. There's no disagreement there. Hamilton wrote so many things down that we have a kind of a snapshot of what is going on in Hamilton's life. Burr not writing a lot down gives us less of a snapshot. Got it. Uh, history still gives us a lot on Burr because, well, he was vice president. And back then, a lot of people wrote down lots of things. But Burr himself wasn't an avid writer. Uh, the musical does kind of show that, that, you know, Hamilton works so much harder, so much longer, so much more than Burr even. And because of this, Burr is kind of forgotten in the history books. He's in normal U.S. history classes. He is taught as the guy who shot Alexander Hamilton. So I'll give the musical credit for that. It shows students that there's more to Aaron Burr than just one shot in New Jersey. Okay. Fine with me. Good. I like it as a musical. Now, I used to tell my students I hated it, but I actually like it as a musical. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like it as a Broadway musical. Um, Disney did okay with a Disney Plus, but I don't know. I just didn't have the authenticity that I really wanted. And that's probably because I spliced multiple sets together to give the look of one complete show, but it was multiple shows. Um, they tell you that in the beginning, so it's not like they're lying to you. It's just they're saying, hey, this is this is multiple shows, and that's how it goes. Now, those two are musicals turned into movies and so on and so forth. The last thing I'm going to talk about really is a movie that wasn't really a musical, um, not in the way that we see the movie. Um, also... It's a blatant, I mean, I would say lie. Uh, this movie stars Hugh Jackman. Again, good movie. Good acting. Horrible for history. Blatant, outright lies of history. But it was a good movie. Uh, the movie, of course, is The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman is about P.T. Barnum and his life and how as a little kid he ran, runs away and you know works on a train and sells stock and da, 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 and gets a show going. Everyone well, everyone hates it, then everyone loves it when he brings in the oddities of the on the street. You know, the short short little general dude and you know the bigger lady with a hairy face and the really tall guy who isn't really that tall and the tattooed people and the acrobats and all that jazz. And they make him sound like, for most of the movie, that he loves these people. 
Um, and maybe deep down he does. I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Uh, I look, when I look at that movie and I, and I read the books of P.T. Barnum that he wrote himself, I see it more as he saw these people as dollar signs. Um, at this time in America, we were not fascinated with the oddities. Um, at least not out loud. We were fascinated with making money and growing our country and surviving. P.T. Barnum, here's his genius, thought, I know that people really, they really want to see the oddities, things that they're not, the things that scare them in the middle of the night. They want to see the freaks. And because of that, I'm going to give it to them. And they're going to pay for it. And guess what? They did. Now in the movie, you know, he, he loves them. He, he, he takes care of them. Da, 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 da. In reality, it was the only time he took care of them is if it affected his bottom line. It was more about, I can't let these people get hurt because they're a paycheck. Now, again, I could be wrong, but reading his his own biographies that he wrote himself multiple times, um, it more shows that he didn't care about the people as much as what they looked like and what they could do for him. Um, he did have a nationwide tour with a singer. She did pull out. He did lose a lot of money. Um, he also... When somebody died, one of his oddities, he literally, on a train, went around the country with the body and performed autopsies for ticket holders to watch. Why? Because he could. And back then, it wasn't like, wow, that's weird and da-da-da-da-da. Okay? It was just, oh, Barnum's in town. He's doing a live autopsy. Let's go, mother. And they would go and watch an autopsy and... Have a great time eating popcorn, probably, and enjoying themselves. P.T. Barnum used the people in his life for the betterment of P.T. Barnum. Now, he knew what America wanted way before we did. Because if you put P.T. Barnum in 2021, he would be a huge YouTube, TikTok, Instagram star. He would be bigger than the Kardashians. He would be bigger than anybody else that you can think of. Because he knew what we wanted in 1900 more than we know what we want today. He wanted likes. He wanted clicks. He wanted hearts. He wanted shares. He wanted people to notice him. Because he knew if people noticed him and they shared their adventure and what they did with him, more people would come. Right? We didn't have social media. Now we have social media. Everything we do, not everything we do, everything a lot of us do. We put a picture on Facebook. We're like, oh my gosh. How many likes do I have? Has anyone shared it? Has anyone commented? It's been like 30 seconds. Where's all my likes? Oh my gosh. No one likes me. Everyone hates me. Oh my gosh. And we hyperventilate because a picture of our front lawn, you know, with a bird on it, 
hasn't gotten 300 likes. No one cares about your front lawn with a bird on it, okay? I put up a podcast, and within a couple minutes, I'm like, okay, who's listened? Anyone listened? Who's liked it? Who's subscribed? Who's that? that, that? I panic. I started this podcast for myself. Yet after only three episodes plus three minutes, I'm like going, I hope I'm doing enough. What if people don't like it? Should I just quit now? It's already in my head. P.T. Barnum started this phenomenon in America. He liked adver- any any good advertisements is good. Like bad press is still press. If people put his, his show down in the newspaper, someone read it, and guess what? They might be like, you know what? It can't be that bad. And they go watch it just to prove the report in the newspaper. Or if it was good, great, great, good. People are going to come too. So either way, he was, it was good for him. Today, like I said, P.T. Barnum would be a star. He was willing to do whatever it took to get likes, shares, and, subs- and subscribes. On YouTube, he would have like 4 billion you know, subscribers. Because literally, he would do whatever it took to get everyone to subscribe. If he had to perform an online autopsy, he'd do it. If he'd have to sell one of his children, he'd do it. If anything he'd have to do, he'd do it. But that's what we do today. We have YouTube stars who do literally anything you can think of to get subscribers. We have TikTokers who will do any crazy thing and it becomes a fad and all of a sudden they're famous and yay, you know? That's where America's turned to. We're instant gratification. During the revolution, there was no such thing as instant gratification. Because it took so long for everything to get to where it needed to be. I mean, when the Declaration and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were all written, they had to be driven to each city to be read. Now, if the president puts out a bill, it's on Twitter within like 10 seconds. Um, a PDF can be uploaded anytime. You can just read it. Or heck, you can have your computer read it to you. It's not even that difficult. You highlight it. Right click, speak, and it talks to you. It's amazing. Okay, Think how much work Hamilton could have gotten done with a computer. Think if Hamilton and Burr had computers and emails. Now, they'd still be probably Twitter shaming each other. And him and Jefferson, same thing. Hamilton and Jefferson, they would have been like, they'd have a feud. No shots would have been fired. Because they wouldn't need to. They just diss each other in the press and they find out what they really believe in and then they move on. If we had social media in World War II, Hitler probably would have done one of two things. One, he would have lost even quicker. Um, There would have been such an uproar. Look at the atrocities. Because there would have been somebody with a phone filming it instead of just word of mouth. And it would have ticked off enough people that We would have gone to war sooner and the war would have been over sooner in theory. Or two, he would have gotten a following. And instead of being a maniacal crazy man, he would have been a fervent leader of the 
you know, uncovered youth of the world. And he would have grown even more powerful. These are the struggles we deal with. So the Von Trapps probably, one, they probably would have gone on social media and gone, hey guys, it's us again. Yes. So we're stuck in Austria. Adolf won't let us leave. Uh, can you go to our GoFundMe page and like help us get out of here? Now, what they did was the real Von Trapps, they did good things. I mean, they got out of there. They did run from Hitler. The movie doesn't give them justice, neither does the musical. Alex Van Hamilton did a lot of good work. I'm not saying, well, he could have... Think of how cool he would have been. He was cool. I get it. I mean, he did some pretty stupid things, but he was a cool guy. And history would not be the same, and our country would not be the same without him. I got that. I'm just thankful we didn't have social media back then. I'm thankful we didn't have this technology back then. Because with this technology and with this social media avenue that we have, I really think... Our country would not be the way it is today. I think our world would be crazy. Think of Hamilton and and Burr actually had you know rap battles or a Twitter war. Oh my gosh, it would have been maniacally crazy. You would have had two guys finally find out about each other, but two once they did really just start screaming at each other and calling each other things that are not appropriate. I I don't know why historical musicals bother me so. Um, I like musicals. I shouldn't. I do, though. I really do. I, I like the drama. I like the passion. I like the bigness of them. Um, I just wish they'd stop calling them historical musicals. Take the word history out of it. You know, take... take Take that part out of it because, you know, we're not crying for Argentina. The truth is I never left you. Well, the truth is 90% of that musical didn't happen either. Um, Chicago, Chicago's not that way. 42nd Street, same thing. I've been to 42nd Street. It's not like the musical. West Side Story. They're not, you know, dancing with knives and, you know, doing a dance battle. This is not, you know, Dance Battle USA. But they don't call themselves historical musicals. They're just musicals. Okay. Hamilton, Sound of Music, The Greatest Showman. These musicals should just be musicals. I don't want to see someone standing up on stage saying, you know, I want to thank P.T. Barnum for giving us such material so we could do such a great show. No, how about I want to thank the writers for making P.T. Barnum sound like he doesn't suck. So this is that. This is an episode three um, of the category mistake, and I'm glad you all are listening. Please continue to listen. Tell your friends. Hit that whatever button there is. And have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time.